0: welcome back everybody we are the dallas power hour i'm rda normally alongside my boy jc but you know what he's actually here so jc represent the world what do we got to talk about today
1: we have politics kidding we got sports fantasy football Guys, this is it. We have the fantasy football episode today. We have two special guests today. Last time we had Henry, but now we got his buddy, best friend, fantasy guru of the world, NFL.com. Say we want you. Lance said nah. Y'all are scrubs. Lance Morrison. What's going on, man?
2: What's going on, guys? What's going on? I'm going to you guys.
1: All right.
0: So uh, real quick, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a ton of us here. So to get everybody started, obviously, you guys know that originally, normally we cover the Dallas Cowboys. We got the Texas Rangers on a hot streak. We got the Dallas Stars that thanks to us, they got their very first win. You're welcome, Stars. Hit us up. We'll thank our, we'll take our thank you in the I don't know what 50 yard line tickets, 50. I don't know what the hell it would be for ice skating. But anyways, we're ice glad skating. to accept the token there. Uh the Mavericks, you know, hopefully you guys start doing well up there. But this specialty that we're about to bring you guys is something that is done by millions and millions. Okay, I was alone there. No one, okay. I got to understand that one better. But millions of people around the United States of America play fantasy football. Why? Because it is a sport that allows you to engage with more than one team. If you're like myself and you're a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, who just seem to let me down time and time again, you get tired of that. So you instead invest in your own team and play fantasy football. If you don't know how to play, believe me, we got the best of the best ready to get you guys some information, tell you how to do this. And without further ado, because I don't feel like wasting your time with just yapping all day, we're going to throw it to you real quick, our very first special guest that we got from all the way across the world. He literally comes from a different planet, Henry Sandoval. Henry, what do you got to say, my friend? What is fantasy football to you? And introduce yourself to the world.
2: I'm first trying to figure out how across the world is another planet, but we'll talk about that later. But you're um,
0: right.
2: <laughs> that's right. But hey, man, I've been uh, doing fantasy for 15 years now. Something I love. I got a passion for it. I feel like uh, I'm no expert by any means, but I love to talk it. I love to look for, uh, for stats. I love uh, figuring out how I can help my team get better. And so that's why I wanted to hop on this podcast to see how I can help your teams get better. So uh, my record, I will tell you that I uh, went on a stretch where I went to four Super Bowls in a row, uh, or nice. fantasy Super Bowls. Lost them all. So, um, in oh. fact, uh, the guru Lance we have here this, uh, today with us, uh, he's beat me in two of those, I believe, uh, mm. uh, Super Bowls there. So, but I'm excited, man. I want to kick this off and, and just talk fantasy with you guys. So I look forward to
0: it. Nice. Hey, man, definitely. We appreciate it real quick. And uh, you know what? Like you said, man, fantasy football is, is a crazy thing. JC, make sure you give a proper introduction to our next guest, because from what I'm told, this man brings years, decades on decades on decades of experience.
1: So all all I heard from that was that you're calling Lance old. Yeah, so all I, that's the only thing I got from that. But Lance, <laughs> man, I've been playing for a while. I mean, I've heard you know great stories. So talk to us. What what is fantasy football? Are you better than Henry? Talk to me.
3: Well, I'm definitely better than Henry, just because every time we've gone head to head in any meaningful matchup in our ten plus year league, he always loses to me and gets really mad.
2: Not um, the regular season. Not the regular season.
3: Remember the Jamal Charles game though, Henry? Oh, yeah. yeah I'll
2: never <laughs> forget that. One.
1: Was that the fifty-two point game?
3: I think it might have been. We were watching that game at his house on our matchup uh, on the Sunday and I got to watch him yeah. cry in person. It was yeah, true. Oh,
2: okay. I did cry. Not gonna lie. I did. Yep. Yeah,
1: right. Sidebar, sidebar. Okay, so me and RDA have similar history. We have a rival. You know? He's <laughs> crying because, you know, a couple you know, a few years ago, um, the Colts came to town with Andrew Luck. You know, played against Tony Romo over here in Jerry World. Thanks for watching Championship Everything. That was a game where everybody thought the Colts. I think the Colts were like twelve and two at the time, or something like that. Came in, bench Andrew Luck at halftime. Oh. It already down fourteen points. And oh. it, it was epic. It was amazing. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to text him, "Hey, give me my money. Give me my money now." or I should wait for him to hit me up. But nonetheless, rivalries are amazing in fantasy football. It it lets ordinary guys like us be able to talk so much trash to each other. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, I feel like you're a part of it, man. That's great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man,
0: like you guys said, man, that's what fantasy football is. Again, you know, everybody here, once you play long enough, you have your own personal hit list. Keenan Allen is a new one to me. He joined, and uh, if I ever see him, even though he'll beat me up, I want to just hit him on site anyways. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Andrew Luck, I love him as a quarterback, but I fantasy football world he's my worst enemy. So, uh, enough about that though. You know what? We have a long show ahead of us, and we want the people to get to know some
2: great information. I actually cut in man Lance. I didn't get to let him introduce himself though, because I jumped in there. You're That's right. my bad.
3: Oh, no worries. No worries. So, um, so, I've been doing fantasy football probably about 15 years. Um, basically, the reason I got started in it is unfortunately, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, and we have been trash for god knows how long since marino <laughs> retired so i got involved with fantasy and then what i realized was man even when miami was terrible then uh, i was still able to keep up with the games and with fantasy it still kept me invested and then i kept uh, getting more and more into it. I'm a detail-oriented person, so I do like to follow stats and trends, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. So, you know, just it's a great game for us fans to be able to play. And um, and like I said, just as the years go by, um, I get more and more invested. I actually am setting my new record uh, with about 25 uh, teams this year, nine of those being uh, Dynasty.
0: Nice. Very nice. Very nice. I, that, that's That's tough. Anyone that knows how to play fantasy football. Again, you know that managing two or three teams is pretty tough. So imagine doing what Lance is doing. But uh, I mean, yeah, that that should just speak to the amount of volume this man has in his mind because he is the mind of fantasy football. Again, Matthew Berry always texts him before he gets on the show because he needs advice from Lance. That's the way he works. So uh, to kick things off, you know, we can kick things off with, with things that have happened recently because, I mean, there's been a ton of stuff obviously with COVID and and that stuff. We'll get through it as, as the show goes on, but I mean, one of the guys that has been real popular as of lately, and I wouldn't say as popular anymore, but we're going to kick this off with someone like Antonio Brown, all right? He just received the eight-game suspension, no longer has a team. He's jumped around from three teams within the last two years. He's going a little bit of everything. I mean, JC, like, what do you see happening with someone like Antonio Brown in the fantasy football world?
1: You know, year in, year out, um, Antonio Brown was really a top receiver. I mean, usually a first-round pick. I mean, even in standard leagues. I mean, if it wasn't a running back, Antonio Brown was one of the few receivers picked in the first round, if not in the very high second round. But, you know, obviously all of uh, the off-field issues have really put a cloud over his career. And, you know, he just has an eight-game suspension. But a lot of you know a lot of people are speculating. Even a bet online, they released odds for Antonio Brown for twenty twenty. He doesn't have a team like you mentioned. There's multiple teams that would possibly have interest in signing him. And I guess one of the questions is: Would you draft him right now without a team? So when week nine rolls around, you would have possibly a number one, number two receiver standard or PPR leagues. So here are the teams: Packers are on the list, two to one odds. Seattle Seahawks five to two odds. Buccaneers, three to one. The Ravens, two to one. And it doesn't give the odds right here, but Eagles, Colts, Jaguars, Bears and Bengals. So now, out of those teams, the Jaguars, the Bank the Bears, those are the only two teams really without a real, I guess, consistent quarterback with Jaguars don't know who I mean it's Uncle Rico at quarterback out there. And then the Bears <laughs> have Foles and Trubisky out there. But um The rest of the teams, I mean, obviously, if the Packers picked him up, the Seahawks, Buccaneers, Ravens, he'd be an automatic commodity. I mean, hands down, flat out. So would y'all draft him, you know, in the actual fantasy football draft rather than letting him drop to waivers? Would y'all be willing to let that spot go, Lance?
3: So I I think, um, you know, if I'm taking him in a draft, it depends on your, your bench, depending on your league. If I have a deep bench and I have a lot of guys I can stash, I'll definitely take him in the 13th, 14th, 15th round because by the time week eight rolls around and his suspension is lifted, if he is with the team, it's definitely worth the gamble because, I mean, he's the guy that can win you a ship once you get to that point. But you do also have to get to that point. Uh, so you don't want to think too far ahead. So if I've got a six-man bench, I'm not touching him. Maybe on waivers, I'll try to get him after he signs with somebody. But, uh, but right now, we'll just look at him on a, on a deep, uh, with a deep bench.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to jump in, too, and say, you know, with that, Lance, I see him possibly going to the Packers. That'd be the number one, in my opinion, just based on the wide receiver depth they have there. We all know about Funchkiss stepping down as far as for COVID. I see him probably going to the Packers if he's picked up, and I personally would not draft Antonio Brown. Uh, Maybe on waivers, but then again, you're waiting. It's a shortened season. Championships may even be won in October this year if the season is possibly canceled. Um, So you're going to want to have a strong push at the beginning and really draft and keep those top players on your bench. And, you know, but I wouldn't knock you if you drafted um, Antonio Brown and then stashed him away for a late round, or excuse me, a late season push for that championship.
1: You yeah, know, me, uh, go ahead. So, all right. So, y'all both say, I mean, y'all consider drafting him, you know, let him, you know, let him drop to waivers and trying. Okay. So, what if, so. What if – so you decide to draft. Let's say you would draft him. In your head, okay, I've made my decision. I will draft Antonio Brown because um, I know somebody out there is going to. They're going to see the name. It's going to be too juicy of you know a risk to take because if it does work out, like you said, that's a make or break for your for your team. So in a 15-round draft, you know PPR or whatever, let's make it fun, PPR, 15-round draft, what round would you be willing to – draft. I'll let RDA take it. I kind of cut him off. So, What round would you take him, RDA? Uh, it's, you you said
0: have it's to a draft 15, him. Yeah, it's a 15-round uh, draft. So, I mean, obviously you're making me draft him, so I'll take him in round 15. For me, I, I trust myself and how much I'll fail later on down the road that I won't draft him. I'll just find another receiver myself. <laughs> but, uh, like I said, I mean, they brought up a good point about just letting him fall to waivers, and that's something that I would rather do myself because I'm not going to take my shot on a guy that if I have to draft them within the first 12 rounds, players that I actually need, maybe if it's a 13, 14, or fifty round, and I have to. I'm like, sure, why not? But for the most part, I, I don't want to take that risk just yet. I want to start off at least with a few wins. And if I have a total Brown taking up my spot, I mean, that's going to hurt me.
2: Yeah, and, you know, there's – honestly, I don't even think he'll fall to waivers because there's a sucker in every league and somebody's going to get him. I bet he falls, probably gets picked up 13th round, 14th. Um, I know I've seen one or two drafts already where he's gone as early as, like, the 11th round. Uh, so people are jumping on that hype train of what he did two years ago. And so I do think that he'll he'll probably get picked up and, and it'll be challenging to even get him on waivers.
0: Nice. I mean, and like I said, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens at the end of the day. We can only, you know, speculate. As far as we're concerned, for the most part, we won't touch him. So, if you're listening, decide to take him, be my guest. Again, you have to wait for him to sign, and then his eight-game suspension will begin. So, good luck to you there. On another person that you might not have to worry about anymore, but his team you will have to worry about, someone that just got arrested a couple of days ago. I have lots of friends that are LSU fans, and we're talking about Darius Geis here. This kid... With Leonard Fournette at the gun over there with him, he managed to still brush a 1,000 yards in college. So coming to NFL, he had big expectations. But when he got there, I mean, it was injury after injury. Even though this season, it looked like he was going to be healthy. For some reason, it didn't pan out for him. Now he's arrested, no longer on a team. But that he was the Washington football team, no longer the other name because I don't want to get arrested by anybody or fined. Or I don't know how that works. <laughs> but again, the Washington football team, is no longer having their, their guy like that, their uh, boy Darius Geist. So what's going to happen to this team, Lance? Because right now there's, there's tons of options they can go with.
3: Yeah, so I think um, there's a couple of guys, I think, to look at here. Uh, one is you've got Bryce Love. He was a fourth-round pick at it from t- 2019. He tore his ACL his last year of college, uh, but now he's just been medically cleared to play in 2020. So he could be someone to possibly look at. The obvious choice seems like Adrian Peterson, but to me, he's no better than an RB three. And definitely you don't want to even take him in non PPR, which I'm kind of a a PPR snob. That's the only way I like to do it. Um, So I wouldn't be taking AP in any leagues, but I tell you, the guy I'm highest on is Antonio Gibson. They drafted him out of Memphis. His last year, he caught 38 passes, had 1100, 1104 total yards, 12 touchdowns. And here's the coolest thing. So They may be working him more as a wide receiver, but he's listed as a running back on most of these sites. So if you get a running back in a PPR league that can get those targets and eat some of those up that guys might have taken, to me, that's the guy. And he's going late enough. That's definitely someone that I'm looking at.
0: Nice. I like that. I'm going
2: to tell you why they're working him out at wide receiver, Adrian Peterson. And you know this. I love that guy, and I'm telling you, he's going to start as their RB1. I think he's going to put in some work, and he's going to do great. Last year, he had, what, 898 yards, 4.3 yards a carry. Still managed to get five touchdowns. um, But that guy put in work whenever he got the ball and he played. And so I see him, and he's, what, two years coming off a a 1,000-yard rushing season. So he's got the skills, and he's now going to have the rock, I think, more than not. Also, a guy that wasn't mentioned is uh, McKissick, who is new to the team, uh, coming over from Detroit. I see him, if Gibson even starts off a little slow, I see him eating into some of those carries. I honestly would be worried about really drafting any of them in the long run to really be your top running back or top two running backs. They're going to be using running back by committee up there. It's going to be challenging, but but I do think, uh, I do think that um, Peterson is going to be the guy up there in Washington.
1: Nice. I mean, uh, that, that would make a lot of sense. JC, what you got? No, you know, I agree with – honestly, I agree with Lance. You know, over the years, you know, we've seen – <laughs> Every I mean, We've seen AP take you know the bulk of the load, but at what point can you not trust Adrian Peterson? He's getting up there in age. His injuries are bound to catch up with him. Chris Thompson is still in his prime. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have 200 I mean, yards last, last year on the ground, and Chris Thompson has had his fair share of injuries. But in a PPR-type league, Chris Thompson can be very valuable. I'll take my chance with Chris Thompson over AP. This, I mean, it's everybody's gonna be going after Agent Peterson. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Everybody's first, you know, first thought is to get the guy who's gonna get the carries. But in your PPR league, like Lance said, you're going to,
0: mm. yep, exactly I yeah, like that, exactly. I get it, you know. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie to you, JC. Uh, I love to disagree with you, so I'm gonna have to disagree with you again. I love the kid out of Memphis. Um, he brought it up perfectly. That you got to, you don't forget. Uh, Tony Pollard also came out of Memphis. He knows what it's like to be a receiver and a running back. So that guy, coming out of Memphis the year that he had last season, now he gets a guy like, uh, what's the quarterback name? Dwayne Haskins, who isn't still a very polished quarterback yet. So he needs those checkdowns. And I think that's where that rookie is going to shine. But me personally, if if I'm being honest, I loved Bryce Love when he was at Penn State. Had he come out a year early, if if it was possible for him, he was a first-round pick. And then he stayed a year too long, ended up busting himself up got taken in the fourth round because of it. So for me, Bryce Love, J.C. says Chris Thompson. We got Lance with uh, the rookie from Memphis. And then obviously Henry's going AP. So mm-hmm. that backfield for the football team, best of luck to you guys. If you stay in that backfield, personally, I'd I stay. I'd just lean away from it completely. But again, two weeks their own. Real quick, though, we're going to go back to one of the teams that Henry had talked about earlier, the Packers. And no, this time, not about Antonio Brown but about the same position because they would need help over there. Geronimo Allison went to Detroit, and I think he also opted out if I'm not mistaken. But they also uh, they also picked up Devin Funches' great offseason addition, perfect to go opposite of Devontae Adams. But wait, eh, sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Devin Funches said, I'm going home. I don't, I don't want to play with you guys because I don't want the Rona. I don't want that disease. I'm good. So what's going to happen over there? How does this affect the the fantasy perspective of this? Because Devontae Adams is the number one receiver and Devin Funchess was scheduled to be number two. But now how do you see this playing out for these guys, Henry?
2: Man, I'll tell you what. I I really don't even know why it's even a topic, to be honest with you, because I don't think Funchess was going to have that big of an impact. Um, He probably could have got Corona and maybe played a little better because I think the last time he had a big season was in 2017 when he had 63 receptions, 113 targets. It was like 13.3 yards per catch and then eight touchdowns that season and honestly he really wasn't going to do that in Green Bay I mean Devontae Adams clear number one wide receiver really across the board number one wide receiver um, so I'm just I don't think that he would have made really that big of an impact uh, Lazard he finished 68th which um, last year as receiver uh, Valdez uh, scanning he finished 76th um, as a receiver so those are the two guys that now are going to be competing for that wide receiver two job I know a lot of people are, are kind of high on that Lazard hype train. I think one of them are sitting here with us talking, uh, uh, Lance Morrison. But um, I would really consider both of them flex options at the most.
3: And I would say um, on Lazard, I think he gets a slide bump with Funches being out of the way. But looking at Lazard's current ADP, he's going around the middle part of the 14th round. You look at other guys that are going around that time in drafts, D.D. Westbrook, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Pittman, John Ross, I'm sorry, but if I'm looking at those groups of wide receivers, Lazard's the one I'm going to go with because I want one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time uh, thrown t- to my guy. So that's one of the reasons I think I think Lazard is a nice pickup if you get him around that 14th round.
0: Nice. I like the way you're thinking over there. But uh, like I said, I mean, that Packers situation, last is not wrong. Aaron Rodgers, especially having someone like Jordan Love being drafted in the first round, it hurts your soul as a man. You don't want to get – outdone by some kid you're a Super Bowl champion people have called you the goat at times the fastest person to reach 100 uh, touchdowns with less interceptions than anyone else so Aaron Rodgers is a phenom and believe me them drafting a quarterback it has not hurt his soul so I think this year he's ready to ball out and throw to everybody so for me I'm, I'm with Lance I like the Lazard pig I, I think that would be very good for you guys but uh, real quick let's, let's go to another veteran quarterback somewhere down in Tampa Bay where they just got a brand-new running back there. He's a little bit older, yes. He, some people call him greedy, but another word for greedy is shady because I don't trust him very much because of his days in Philadelphia because I hate the Eagles very much. So the Philadelphia Eagles suck. Oh, wrong topic. Anyways, I hate the Eagles, but we're talking about Lashawn McCoy. How do you guys feel about Lashawn McCoy stepping into a brand-new home with the Brady, the Tom Brady himself, the GOAT to some people, the cheater to others? But that running back backfield, how will that man survive? Because there's still other guys like Ronald Jones and some other cats. So let's educate the world on which running back they should be taking in, in Tampa Bay. So
3: I think the obvious uh, answer is Ronald Jones. Um, McCoy, I think, is going to maybe be a third round back. And who knows if Brady, you know, played politics and got McCoy there. But I think Ronald Jones is the one to maybe go with. His ADP is around uh, – around the seventh round so you can get him as a back-end RB2 when he got playing time last year he did pretty good his rookie year was a complete bust but I think he did redeem himself in his sophomore year so I, I like him um, and I think uh, you know McCoy could be a late round pickup in, in your redrafts but don't expect much he may have a good game here or there but I don't think other than the veteran leadership And being there because Brady wants him there, other than that, I don't see him adding much to the mix.
2: Nice, nice. I would agree with Lance on that one. Just uh, thinking Lashawn McCoy, maybe a a late round, 13th round pick is maybe where I'd see him coming off. I think his biggest impact will not be on the field. It would be bringing down Ronald Jones and and Keyshawn Vaughn's numbers for fantasy. I see him really cutting into those. Um, Lance kind of mentioned it right now, but Jones is currently coming off the boards in the fifth or sixth round. Um, So you can kind of put Jones in the area of James Conner, David Montgomery. Um, if you're if you're looking at Jones for any reason to draft him, and if those guys are still there, you can make a decision on who you feel maybe will have the biggest impact. Vaughn's um, averaging the 32nd running back off the board, so you know you can really wait on him. Uh, McCoy is is like I said, he's going to have impact, an impact on those numbers, bringing those numbers down. It really is going to depend on Brady and the way that they use him.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, depending on how Brady is utilized out there, because they do have very good receivers, so. The running back might be like extremely by committee to where these guys each maybe see like eight handoffs a game or something like that. But for me personally, I hate the Eagles and Lashawn McCoy. I I really hated him when he was there because he would always kill the Cowboys. It was savagery. But during his time there, it was because of Lashawn McCoy that won my first championship. That's one of my favorite memories of Lashawn McCoy because he's a shady sob and he helped me get there. So for me, I don't know if anyone else has any uh. Right memories of him, but I love McCoy
1: from Fantasy World. Hate him because of the Eagles. You know, one year I traded Lashawn McCoy. I think it was 2014. And I traded for Giovanni. Yeah, I traded for Giovanni Bernard. And I jumped the gun. And it was terrible. But I think that was the year that I beat you in the shit. It was a good year. Go ahead.
3: I just wanted to throw out there, too, non-football related with McCoy, the most egregious act he could have done was he spoiled uh, the Avengers on Twitter for everybody. Um, him and Matthew Barry have a big feud because of that, telling people that a certain person got killed off. So, really, <laughs> that's worse than anything he could have done on the field.
0: Wow, what an SOB. Wow, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> Sean McCoy <laughs> Boy, getting everybody back, man. That guy's a true villain now. So, uh, again, if you decide to take your shot at him at fantasy football, take it towards the back end because, as Henry told you guys and Lance told you guys, look for Ronald Jones, some move to five and six. Maybe you can get the other backup as well. But, again, that, that committee, you know, Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians is like RDA. He's like me. I don't believe in one running back because I, I I want three running backs, two running backs, give me all these guys, so I don't have to pay any of them big money. That's me personally. But, again, me and Bruce Arians, we know what it takes to win, even though he makes millions and I just hang out at home and do nothing. So, <laughs> as for uh, – but an, another toy that, uh, you know, he has – is uh, the quarterback that we were just talking about because this offseason, more than in recent offseasons that I can remember, there have been quarterbacks switching left to right. I'm talking about they're catching planes, going to a new city, moving their whole families, changing schools with their kids, the whole nine yards, learning new playbooks. is going to be crazy. So with these new quarterbacks, I'm going to need you guys to help me out and tell me where should I draft these guys? What can we expect from them this season? Stuff like that because there's four big names out there. One, Teddy Bridgewater, he's a young cat, went 5-0 and with the Northern Orleans Saints while Drew Brees was absent. Two, Tom Brady, again, the GOAT to some, the cheater to others. Betting out of Tampa Bay. Cam Newtown, all right? I don't care that it's Newton. To me, it's Newtown because he's in a new town. There's <laughs> Phillip Rivers, who has more kids than probably playoff wins. But again, that's his problem, not mine. So, of these four quarterbacks, all veterans, Teddy Bridgewater's a little bit young. But how do you guys feel about that? We're going to start off with, with Teddy Bridgewater because, again, the young cat had a good, had a good showing out with Drew Brees as the Saints over there. But now he has his own home getting paid like it. And I want to know what he's going to flourish into with Carolina. So I think with
3: Bridgewater, I, I thought it was a really good signing by Carolina. They, I've, I've always been partial to liking Bridgewater, even back when he was drafted by Minnesota. And then he had that injury. And then I felt really terrible for him. So it was nice to see him redeem himself and show that he still got that talent from New Orleans. And, I mean, he threw nine touchdowns, two interceptions in those five games. Yeah, he didn't completely win those games for him, but he didn't lose them either. Um, Mm -hmm. The only thing I I didn't like about that was I felt like it hurt Alvin Kamara's value a little bit in those few games, but that's another conversation. As far as Carolina goes, I do like Bridgewater. I don't like him for one quarterback leagues, but I do think if you're in a super flex or two quarterback league, he's a good back end quarterback. And he actually has a pretty favorable schedule after uh, for those first four weeks. So if you do take another quarterback, like say Daniel Jones or somebody that has a tougher schedule um, you could also get Bridgewater to help cover that gap to get you, uh, through that stretch so and then you also throw in the fact that the weapons that he has there DJ Moore Curtis Samuel and of course you know the best running back going right now McCaffrey he's got some weapons there and they got that new coach out of a uh, Baylor so we'll see what he tricks he has up his sleeve so I, I do like the signing and I think again he'd be good as a QB two for fantasy hey, and oh, man.
2: Lance man you, you can't forget man he's got Robbie Anderson now too who came over from the Jets so, I mean that guy's going right. put in, yeah. yeah so he'll put in a little bit more numbers for him so I think he may look all right with that
0: yeah, I completely forgot about Robbie Anderson, honestly. But, uh, yeah, you're right. You know, we'll, we'll see. Now you know a little bit more about uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Where would you draft him? in, and, and, again, a, a regular basic 15, 16-round uh, draft with a 12-team. Where, where do you see him going?
3: In a, in a one one quarterback league? Yep. Um, I, I, I probably wouldn't end up drafting him in a league like okay. that unless it's maybe like a 16-team league or a 14-team league. Because mm-hmm. um, with my rankings, thinking off the top of my head, I've got him around 19, 20 right now. So I don't have him super high up. But it's more, not so much as a detriment to Bridgewater. It's how deep the quarterback position is. I mean, I can count 12 on, on, on one, two hands that, I, that you just are in better situation.
2: You got so 12 got fingers, Lance? Yes. <laughs> yeah,
3: apparently I do. You need to show us his <laughs> hands. <laughs> no, know, I could make some money on that. Uh, but yeah, but I think in one quarterback leagues, he's not worth looking at. But again, though, with COVID and everything else and injuries, um, he's more than likely going to be out there on the waiver wire during the season, and you could always pick him up there as well.
0: Nice. I like the way you're thinking there. Uh, all right, well, now we know, you know, what to expect over there. Let's talk to a guy that uh, uh, he's a veteran, okay? He's going to the Indianapolis Colts again. Had Keenan Allen just stepped one inch over the goal line in the last seconds. I'm, people people here in this can't see me, but literally, he fell one inch short. Phillip Rivers threw a pass and he was about like two inches short of the goal line because Keenan Allen slipped because he has crappy cleats and I hate his guts. And I ended up <laughs> losing in the championship game by 0. 0.7. Not 7.7 7 points. It was the most horrible thing in the world. I told you if I see him, it's on site, but We're going to talk about his quarterbacks because, obviously, Indianapolis has gone through guys like Andrew Luck, and then they went to Jacoby Brissett, and now they brought in the veterans. So, JC, how do you see that Phillip Rivers coming along over there because now he doesn't have the same weapons he had when he was with uh, San Diego, L.A., but he has a much better O-line.
1: He does have a better O-line. And, you know, I almost feel for him a little bit because he downgraded on the offensive side. I mean, you have a couple of running backs, Niamh Hines, you know, dual, dual threat, and Marlon Mack obviously carrying the load. But he lost um, Eric Ebron to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, there's no more Ebron in Indianapolis. You know, still got T.Y., but you also got uh, Michael Pittman, who uh, I think Lance mentioned him earlier, who's falling really late in the draft. USC. Uh, USC, baby. And so Michael Pittman could be a steal, especially. I mean, Phillip Rivers can't throw the ball 30 yards anymore. That's the thing. And you know, Zach Pascal, I don't I don't see anything, you know, really positive for the wide receivers. Everything's either it's gonna rely on Phillip Rivers in this offense. Um, can he do it? I think he can. Will he do it? For TY, yes. But anybody else, no. I don't see Trey Burton really making an impact because he just came from the Bears, or I think it was the Bears. Yep. But you know, he. everybody was, you know, high on Trey Burton, Trey Burton this, Trey Burton that, you know, but it didn't, you know, nothing happened, you know, he played in Philadelphia a little bit, had the Philly special, whatever, then everybody forgot about him, except in the fantasy, but Phillip Rivers, I think he could do well as long as he's not getting killed, um, that was one of his main things in in the, in LA, or could we call it San Diego Chargers, because he was playing San San, San Angeles. Angeles. There you go. San Angeles. The San Angeles Chargers. They, <laughs> it was really hard for them to protect him out there. So, um, Lance, I like your kind of explanation on Teddy Bridgewater. So, would you take Teddy over Phillip?
3: Yeah, I think I would. But it's 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 close, though. The one thing, too, that I think is being undervalued in Indianapolis with Rivers is he's got the best offensive line he's probably seen in his whole career. So, he's going to have more time now that, yeah, he can't throw it down the field, but – Uh, I think he could still make some plays and then another thing too though I think an underrated tight end Jack Doyle he's going late in drafts he's a guy that Philip Rivers could use as his security blanket and in a PPR league he could finish as a back end tight end one so I I don't like Rivers so much at least compared to Bridgewater but uh, but Doyle I, I definitely would look at too
2: Hey, man, and the thing is, too, Rivers is going to be playing from behind a lot, I think, this season. So he's going to have a lot of opportunities to be throwing the ball. He may not be throwing it 30, 30 yards, like you said, but he'll, he'll get the ball down there. Personally, I think the best thing going for Rivers is the fact that his wife actually stayed with him when he said, hey, babe, we're moving from California to the Midwest, and we're taking all 15 kids with us.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. Someone that didn't have to do that because they don't have as many kids is good old Tim Brady. I'm sure his wife had to be like, we're, we're going to a – by the way, yes, I did say Tim Brady. It's a, it's kind of a drop. If, you have, if you've if seen the show The League, which I love myself, many people hate that show, but I love it myself. Who hates that they, show? I, that's what I said, schmucks. But <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> they call him Tim Brady. That's why I forever will call him Tim Brady. But uh, anyways, the, he ended up moving from Boston, where I'm sure the weather is horrible, as we've seen so many games. And they moved him down to Tampa Bay, Florida, the city where it's so nice and sunny and You just got to hope no crackhead, like, finds you or something like that. But, I mean, they have a nice team. So, Henry, what do you expect of a team like that? Now that Tom Brady has Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, a trio of tight ends that can honestly start in most places and a pretty good backfield back there. How do you see Tom Brady faring with Tampa Bay?
2: Man, I see Tom Brady having probably one of the greatest seasons he's had as a quarterback. Now, obviously, he's going to – can't pass up what he did with uh, Randy Moss back in 2008, but I think that guy is going to put up some monster numbers. Um, I, I have him – I think last year he finished outside the top ten, so he was, he was fifth. Uh, I think he'll be fifth overall this year, though. I think he'll, he'll be in the top five for sure. Bruce Arians' passing offense is going to be uh, – lights out for him. He's going to be able to control that offense, do what he wants. He's got the receiving core that he needs – I think Mike Evans is going to go off. Um, I feel that that guy um, and Brady are going to have a great connection. Uh, Evans is somebody you can throw the ball to almost on every single play. He'll get hit, stand back up, and be ready to go again. Um, Brady is set up to not only win your fantasy championship, but I think he's going to add one more Lomb- uh, Lombardi trophy to his trophy case.
0: Nice. I like the way you're thinking over there because a lot of people think about Brady having you know, better weapons than he had in New England, but then there are those that are just saying maybe he's washed, and maybe he's not feeling himself. So we'll see what ends up happening over there. But, I mean, fantasy football-wise, is he a top four-round guy? Is he a middle-round guy? Later round? How do you feel about that?
2: I think that, uh, you yeah, know, personally, I went for him in, what, I think the seventh round, eighth round of a, a keeper league draft, which is pretty, pretty early, I think. Uh, I already have uh, Mahomes as my quarterback. But it was an insurance situation. And I felt like Brady is going to have such a great year. I wanted to, to make sure that I, I was a part of that. Um, But I do think that, you know, that's a little early. I'd say 10th round, uh, 11th round for for an average uh, league, not maybe a keeper league would be a good spot for him. Lance, what do you think?
3: Um, I I mean, I think he'll succeed, but I think for fantasy, there's other quarterbacks that I'd rather have. Um, Carson Wentz, um, Matt Ryan, um, you know, even uh, possibly even Drew Locke with the weapons he's got there. I just think with Brady, I don't – I think I said, I think he'll do fine, but I, there's other guys that I'd prefer.
2: So, you see Carson Wentz? You see him putting up better numbers just with the receiving core he has?
3: Uh, yeah, I think he probably will because they're going to have to throw it more. I think that the, the Tampa defense is underrated, so they're not going to be having as many offensive plays. Whereas, I think in Philly, they're going to be, be a lot more, more active.
2: Nice.
1: So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say Drew Locke? Yeah, yeah. Like, this, somewhere in the soap. Okay, so, all right. So, okay, I just want to make sure about that one. I thought I misheard. Okay, so. Hey, Gronkowski.
0: Look, first of all, JC, you're about to get banned, all right? Say one bad thing about Drew Luck, and I swear I'll, I'll find a new host, and I swear I, I don't know where that person will be. I'll find that person out of Australia just to replace you, all right? But as for Drew Luck, all right, that guy has Corlett Sutton, very good receiver. They just drafted Jerry Judy, who some people say he's better than CeeDee Lamb, which I personally don't agree with, but you, you could argue that. Then they also drafted that kid from Ohio State, uh, something Hill. I can't think of his freaking name. They, uh, thank you very much. Uh, they have the tight end that personally I feel is very underrated. People are keep forgetting about him because they think T.J. Houshman's little brother <laughs> Parkinson, is, is, is better than him, which he's not. No offense. It's great. All right. Never forget that, okay? So,
1: don't say nothing about bad about Drew Luck, JC. I know where you live, okay? I know you do. I know you do. And I'm going to say something bad about, about Drew Luck. But not right now. Not to the next show. Anyways. I'll let that slide in there. <laughs> I'll let that. Okay. So, what it, what it, so, you know, we're talking about Brady, you know, talking about his butt buddies and everything like that. We're talking about everybody else. So, Rob Gronkowski, the ultimate butt buddy, you know.
2: He that wasn't Edelman.
1: Gron- Gronkowski followed him to Tampa Bay. He lost, like, 35 pounds, went off became the WWE champion. Everybody speculated that he would have to defend the title on the field. We were expecting somebody to fight him on the field, but now he might not have to anymore because he's not a champion, but do y'all draft Rob Gronkowski and where, what round? Lance, I'm going to start with you because you're my boy, and I agree with you so far about everything.
3: Thank you. So, I, with where Gronk's going with his ADP, he's going around the end, of the back end of the fifth round. So he's going in that middle tier of tight ends that I'm just not a huge fan with, given other players that can be taken at that time with wide receivers, running backs. So, you know, if I can't get Kelsey or Kittle or even Andrews, I'm waiting to the very end to draft, guys. So seeing where Gronk's going, it ain't worth it. I'd rather, I'll wait till the latter rounds. I'll take a Gesicki, Jack Doyle, Dallas Goddard, Chris Herndon, even Ian Thomas out in Carolina. Um, just because they have really good upside and there's so much minimal risk. And if they do suck, I can always pick up someone else off the waiver wires. So I'm out on Gronk.
0: Sorry. It makes sense. I like the way you're thinking because at the end of the day, I mean, Gronkowski's been out. We don't know what, how much he's been partying. It's a new playbook. You know, he has to get used to all this stuff. It's, it's not just click and go as many people may think. It's not a video game where The playbook is just magically in your head out the gate, and you click a play, he knows exactly what to do. Plus, O.J. Howard, huh? The
2: one thing I'll say, too, you know, obviously O.J. Howard, but, I mean, Gronk is going to get a lot of opportunities. That I think people are forgetting that that offense is going to be spread wide open where they're going to have a lot of people they have to cover. So you're going to have to put two people on either Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You're going to have – I mean, you're going to have a linebacker on Gronk every single time. And if he lost 30 pounds, 25 pounds like he said he did, he's going to be quick. He still has the hands. I see that guy getting 9, 10, 12, 15 yards, and those add up quickly. And so I can see Gronk putting in some work and, and, and getting some some pretty decent numbers week to week. I don't see him staying on the field for 16 games. That's something you're going to have to take into consideration. But I'd put a guy like Waller. I'd put Hooper. I'd put um, even Jared Cook in front of uh, Gronkowski.
0: Okay. I mean, those are all good tight ends. I mean, we'll see how those guys end up pairing up. But speaking of Gronkowski and good old Brady, who both left their hometowns of – Boston, New England over there, that area with Bill Belichick. There's a new guy in town, Cam Newtown. All right? This guy is entering his brand new home. He has his hair. I don't know if you guys have seen his picture, but he has his mohawk. It's like two feet in the air. He looks like a giant peacock, and he already dresses kind of like one, so it's kind of weird. But this is the first time that Bill Belichick gets himself a mobile quarterback. I mean, forever he's had a statue named Tom Brady that can just throw the ball very well. No, nothing bad about that, but Now he has a different kind of quarterback. So for me, I'm not going to lie. I'm very intrigued on how this is going to work for them because they still have uh, Harry over there, the the second-year wide receiver. If he can stay healthy, maybe they do some damage. Julian Edelman, maybe he's not happy that um, Tom Brady left, but I promise you, somewhere in the back of his mind, he's thinking to himself, I'm not going to let those guys show me up. I'm going to show the world that it wasn't Tom Brady carrying me. I'm good on my own, so I'm going to go out there and maybe produce more than anyone's expecting him to. So, again, it's smaller pieces here and there. And then with no one expecting that Cap Newton maybe is mobile enough now, maybe he's healthier, we'll have to see how that plays out. But to me, Cam Newton, I'm not going to lie to you, if if I were to take a risk, I would, I would definitely risk it. Like, he's a guy that I would take in, like, round 14 or 15. I wouldn't consider him an earlier round pick. But as a backup quarterback to have in case, I wouldn't mind clicking on him just to hit – draft and then seeing how the first few weeks mold with Bill Belichick maybe three or four weeks in, you know, he goes from throwing one touchdown, one pig, maybe three touchdowns, one pig, a fumble and two touchdowns. But sooner or later, it'll click in his head and maybe it starts going a little bit more towards his way. So for me, I think Kevin Newton's a little bit draftable and I might take him in that final second to final round, final round somewhere around there. How do you guys feel about Kevin Newton? Lance? With his new town over there, how do you see Cat Noon pairing with brand-new Bill Belichick? To be honest,
3: I think it's boom or bust. If I remember correctly, the Patriots have had more guys opt out due to COVID than any other team. And to me, part of that makes me think that they're going to be tanking this year and they're going to maybe try to get that top pick and maybe get a Trevor Lawrence. But uh, with on their end, it's minimal risk. I mean, they've given the guy Peanuts, which – sucks because I've always liked Cam and I felt like he's worth more than that. But he's going to have to prove himself. He's going to have to prove that he can still be mobile and he's going to have to prove that he can win. So all that being said, I don't probably see myself taking him because, again, like we talked about with Antonio Brown earlier, Cam Newton does have name value. So there will probably be someone in a league that I'm in that will take him around a two before I would. But I do think, though, if you get him and he blows up, you can ride him all the way to the end into the championship because he has something to prove, especially this year. And I think he can do it if he stays healthy, but I just don't think he'll go where um, he'll, he won't go in a round where he'll be available. If I did want to take him.
2: Yeah, man. And honestly, Lance, I wouldn't put all your chickens into that bag yet and, and until thinking about Jared Stitham. I mean, that guy sat behind Brady for an entire year. <laughs> He, I know you're laughing, but man, he has a chance to compete for the starting job. I'm not saying he's going to be the starter, but for them to not give much, much money for him, are they looking at Cam for a long-term solution or is Bill Belichick looking for who's going to be my quarterback for the next five to ten years if he's even around? Here's yeah.
3: what I would just say, Henry, to that, is if they think so highly of Stidham, why did they even sign Cam? Why not just be content?
1: It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, conspiracy theory. What if they signed Camp to show Stidham what not to do at quarterback. Maybe that's why. <laughs> that's I mean, a good
2: point. We got yeah.
1: to remember, um, Cam took a <laughs> team you know in Carolina to the Super Bowl with little to no receivers. Do y'all remember the receivers for the, for that year? I don't. I think that I don't even think that's Steve Smith anymore. No, Kelvin it was way Benjamin. After Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin. Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin. He went to Super Bowl with that dude. I'm not saying he's gonna take the Patriots to the Super Bowl, but he has one of the greatest coaches of all time. He has Julian Edelman. Maybe they win eight games. Maybe the Bills are going to win that division, though. I wouldn't draft Cam. I wouldn't draft. I would draft Cam to start an RDA's team just to sabotage him. That's My why buddy. I would draft Cam. If okay. I ever get your login info, RDA, you're screwed, dude. Just My so password know. is uh, <laughs>
0: JC sucks and I
1: hate him. It's uh, pretty long, but it let me do it. So <laughs> um, <laughs> it. One, one thing about that offense, so Sonny Michelle is going to be used a lot because they're going to have to keep Cam Newton healthy. Um, uh, it's just it's a cold weather it's a cold weather state cam newton i don't think he does well in cold weather if i'm not mistaken but sony Michelle's going to be a good pickup for that team even with i don't Buckhead.
2: know man. he's always wearing those jackets every time you see him so he must love it cold <laughs> uh, i like staying warm
1: it's a good point james white is always a receptions guy burke is always a touchdown machine but i really like sony michelle this year he's going to separate himself from those guys
0: I, I honestly hate the Patriots because I like the backup that they drafted from Alabama. I'm, I'm blanking out on his name, Devin. Oh, man, I'll think of it later. Isn't it bothers Harris. Damien Harris, yes. I actually liked him a lot coming out of college. But, I mean, Jabril Belichick does Bill Belichick stuff. I'm not going to question him. So, speaking of running backs, though, how you brought up Sonny Michelle and then all these other cats. Uh, let's go to uh, Kansas City real quick. And, uh, I mean, they have a running back over there that did pretty good damage some people thought that he should have been named the Super Bowl MVP who actually helped him, you know, with that big comeback against San Francisco. But Damian Williams, I mean, what do you see this guy? He opted out, and obviously that now leaves Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU, the rookie. But, I mean, to trust a running back full-time, I mean, Dallas got lucky. Ezekiel Elliott, obviously, there has been some other running backs in, in first year to have great success. But, J.C., how do you see this playing
1: out for the Kansas City Chiefs? You know, Kansas City's the offense. Obviously, everybody knows Rusty Patrick Mahomes is going to be run and gun. Everything is going to be through the air, but somebody has to run the ball. I mean, I see Darrell Williams. He's an automatic. I mean, assumption for me to step up. You know, not necessarily to carry the load, put but to start the game. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I don't know how you say it from LSU. He's a bit on. He's he's short. He's five seven. He's as tall as me. And so, I mean, his, you know, his vision through the lanes is going to be tough. I mean, he did well at LSU. You're not going to take anything away from him. But they have a lot of running backs on this roster. They're talking about Elijah McGuire that came from the Jets, talking about Darwin Thompson that they've had for a while, DeAndre Washington from Oakland, Daryl Williams, and then, you know, Clyde Edwards. And so this backfield is going to be a mess. But if I had to choose one to start, if I had to choose anyone to pick, is it'll be Daryl Williams. And it's like we've seen him, you know, we've seen him make a little bit of an impact, but Damian Williams, you know, him being gone from this backfield is kind of throwing things out of, um, out of proportion right now. Henry, I want your – oh, Lance, my bad. Wrong guy. Lance, I've seen your hand, bro.
3: <laughs> no worries. Um, so I, I get your point on Daryl Williams, but I would say if the Chiefs had that much confidence in uh, Daryl Williams – I don't think they would have signed DeAndre Washington. So that's actually going to be my guy to take beyond Clyde Edwards-Alaire as far as to take a chance on. Um, You know, he had 16 catches last year in the time he got with Oakland on 19 targets, averages 3.4 yards a game. Uh, rushing since 2017 so he's serviceable but at the end of the day if you're not getting Clyde Edwards alaire all these other guys are, are dart throws anyways um, I'd also throw Darwin Thompson in there he's going to be a second year player that also might get an opportunity um, but I do think um, for me at least I, I like DeAndre Washington nice. I'm going mean, to throw
2: go ahead. I'm going to throw out one stat fact that I found whenever I was doing some research the greatest quarterback of all time Patrick Mahomes He actually led the team in rushing two of the three playoff games last season. So that's some interesting stuff there to think that their running backs were that bad. Yeah, yeah. 53 yards led both games. So I think that anybody can come in and put up more numbers than that. But still, I I agree. CEH is the guy.
0: Okay, all right. We'll we'll see how that plays out again. You know, these rookies, lately they've been coming in and having more success. But at the end of the day, honestly, like Glenn said, honestly, you're just going to be throwing darts at the – at the wall and hopefully you hit something because even last year, Lashawn McCoy got usage, Damian Williams got usage, other Williams got used. So Andy Reid is not afraid to just throw in some running back and be like, yo, bless us with some yards. Let's make some damage happen. All right. No, so,
1: this dude it. busted out a Patrick Mahomes Jersey. Aren't you a Miami fan?
2: I am, man. But when you know talent, you know talent. We haven't seen a quarterback in Miami until maybe <laughs> two. So it's been, it's been a while.
0: Oh okay. right,
1: right, yeah. I cut you off, buddy. Go ahead.
0: No one will believe me because the only people that know this are people that well knew me forever ago. But I did call Mahomes to be a, a beast, you know, back back in his I was Texas there. Tech days. I was there. And uh, no, no one wanted to believe me because, you know, Texas Tech guys don't normally work out. But it ended up working out, you know. I'm not gonna say I'm the guru, but I am. I mean, nonetheless. Anyways, uh, so the 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 running back position over there for Kansas City is tough, but yeah, Clyde Edward Edge were at. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is just the guy to go take because obviously you, you invested a first round draft pick him, and I'm sure they'll get the, a very nice usage out of him. But let's take it to a position to where Lance and I see eye to eye, JC is insane, and Henry, well, Henry's all over the place and I'm not sure where he's going to feel about this. So I'm going to start with him. There are three great, well, actually two very, very great tight ends, Kittle, Kelsey. If you don't get those two, like, how do you feel about the rest of these tight ends that are coming into the league? Because obviously, you know, you can go Daryl Waller. We just talked about uh, Austin Hooper a little while ago and, and all these other guys. Like, how, where, where should someone be able to take a tight end? And which specific tight end should they be aiming for towards the top end of the round? You know, the top four or five rounds. What tight end should we, they trying to get there?
2: Personally, uh, if you're asking me, I think – Kittle uh, should be your number one guy. That's who I I went for. I think Kittle's going to be the guy. Uh, You got Kelsey Andrews. Once those guys are off the board, I personally think that you can wait. You can probably wait until the back end of the draft because I think a lot of these guys, there's 10 to 12 tight ends that are all in that bunch of just, they're going to put up almost the same numbers, or they may come down one week and come up another week. A guy we didn't bring up was uh, Higby from, uh, from the Rams. I think that guy is going to step up and put up some good numbers and the Hunter Henry, a lot of people are down on him, but I think Hunter Henry is going to, is going to be a guy that could uh, really put up some good stats as well.
3: Yeah. So as far as the tight ends now, like from what I've seen on recent ADP Higby and Henry, those guys are going in those middle rounds. So if you are wanting to wait a while for tight end, you may not be able to get access to someone like that. Um, but I just think, you know, those mid tight ends, so we're talking about Gronkowski, Evan Ingram, Devin Waller, Higby, Henry. Um, yeah, they can blow up. But to me, there's just enough risk that I would rather get a mid-tier running back or a wide receiver two for that same pick, fourth, fifth, sixth, to really get the value there.
1: Go ahead, JC. I like Higby. I like Higby. But the Gerald Everett, I mean, it always scares me. Every time I play Higby, Everett scores Every time I play Everett. Hey, he's fourth. I don't like either one of them. I'm not touching them. I wouldn't even put them on David's team, RDA's team. I don't want them. Um, Thank you. Super, super sleeper. I wouldn't – I mean, I'm not high on tight ends. We have a buddy in our league who drafted Kelsey. Kept In the keeper league, he keeps Travis Kelsey. is my boy, whatever, but I don't agree with his – with his – um With strategy. his index or whatever. His strategy. I don't agree with that. But I'm not a high – you know, I'm not even a mid-round tight end guy. I'm going to wait till the back five rounds, 10 to 15, pick up the scraps. And I usually stream tight ends. You know, guys like, I mean, ew. Jimmy Graham, Jonu Smith, even Noah Fant, you know, guys like that. Super sleeper. Well, maybe not super sleeper. There's going to be a high-powered offense here in Dallas. Blake Jarwin's another guy to keep your eye on. Everybody loves C.D. Lamb. Amari Cooper with just 57 drops per year. Michael Gallup with the superstar logo on Madden or whatever. But Blake Jarwin is a super sleeper for me because he could become that security blanket for Dak. I think Dak's going to have a big year, and that's going to make Blake Jarwin that much more interesting. And honestly, I mean, I might pick him up anywhere between seven, around seven to 11, and I think that much about it. Henry, what you got?
2: Yeah, JC, I want to know then, if you're not picking up a tight end, who are you picking up in that mid-round area? What running back are you picking up uh, to supplement? Or what maybe, you know, a wide receiver three, late wide Great receiver question. two are you picking up?
1: You know, man, if I if I have my pick at Jarwin, I mean, if I have my selection at Jarwin, I'm going to take somebody like you mentioned earlier, Ronald Jones, you know, somebody like maybe even, I mean, I don't like it, but even maybe Adrian Peterson. Depends what my team looks like at that time. First round. I mean, I have a high draft pick this year, you know. So I have number sure. two picks. <laughs> I was number two pick this year, you know. We're restarting our keepers, everything. No, but no keepers right now. So I'm taking Saquon number two. I'm taking Saquon because number one is obviously Chris McCaffrey from the Panthers. And so yes, It's not, RDA, um, okay. it, it's not that obvious, right? Not, no,
3: no, I, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> really? So would you? So okay. So would you take Barkley over C. or what? What you I understand?
3: did, I did actually in a, di- in a startup dynasty league, like I had the first overall pick, and really? I took Barkley.
1: This yeah. guy RDA. <laughs> I don't know which way RDA is, but RDA, RDA traded one for the other. He, who do you trade? You drafted I traded Barkley. Barkley
0: for McCaffrey, but that's because I think of Saquon Barkley as my as my lone son that I never had and I never wanted, but I love <laughs> I love him so much. I'm not gonna lie to you, like. If I ever met Christian McCaffrey, like, he could have whatever he wants. He, he could say he wants my house, and I would just be like, I'll sign this, the deed right now, dude. Like, I appreciate what you do for my fantasy football team. Catching over 100 balls, over 1,000 receiving yards, over 1,000 rushing yards, touchdown for touchdown. In the championship game, he put a, a, such a great game together that even after I lost by .7 points, I couldn't be mad at him. Instead, I'm mad at Keenan Allen, who's much bigger and would probably kill me a lot faster But I would probably just hit him like 12 times harder because I I hate that guy. But I love Christian McCaffrey, man. I love him like a son to me. And he's probably about the same age as I am.
2: The one thing that edges me over Christian McCaffrey versus Saquon uh, Saquon Bolden. Bolden?
3: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Saquon?
2: Yeah, Saquon. But um, yeah, exactly. Um, Is injury prone, man. I mean, not injury prone per se, but Christian McCaffrey can hold up. And he seems like he's a brick. And uh, you don't see that injury uh, uh, potential there. Where Barkley, I feel like every time he's out there, is he gonna get hurt this game? Or what are we gonna, you know, what's gonna happen to his ankle? So, um, Lance, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, there's definitely something to that. Obviously, at the end of the day, I mean, it's Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. They're both at the top of their game and top at the position. So, I don't think you can ultimately go wrong either way. Um, The only reason I'm down on McCaffrey this year. Is because I can't remember the last time the same running back finished number one two years in a row. And so, therefore, just really by that matter, I think Barkley's going to have a better year.
1: Guys, I appreciate y'all agreeing with me that Saquon is better. Okay. But don't put that, Rick, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't say Saquon's going to get hurt because I'm taking him number two. Say Christian McCaffrey get hurt so I feel better about myself. But to answer your question earlier, Henry, I don't think I ever answered it. really depends. I go, you know, running back first round, then the next two rounds wide receiver, and then usually it depends on who's left. But I'll take somebody like Tyler Boyd, even Julian Edelman, you know, depends on really who's left. I mean, sometimes this league can go heavy running backs depending on what they ate for breakfast or heavy wide receivers, but – Ronald Jones, Julian Edelman, even Michael Gallup is there. A lot of people are high on Michael Gallup. So hopefully he's around by the time I get there. But.
0: Yeah, I know. Like I said, man, definitely for sure. Um, so real quick, I mean, you know what? Again, the studio's going to come kick us out sooner or later. So JC, make sure we get everybody's final thoughts on this. You know, like what do we got in store for the rest of the season here?
1: You know, I'm super excited. All I The biggest thing for me is I hope we have a full season. I really hope we have a full season because if – I draft Antonio Brown like I have a feeling I will after round 10. Then I'm going to need him after week eight. (laughs) That's all I know. Because if I go running back heavy, that's going to be one of my biggest fears. Am I going to have enough wide receivers? Um, Lance, talk to me. What are your thoughts? Full season. So,
3: Yeah, so I'm I'm like you. I'm hoping we do get a full season. Um, I'll say this. When it comes to fantasy, you know, I have certain things that I am passionate about. And since I do have a soapbox here, I'm just going to say it. We need to ban all kickers and defenses in fantasy, and let's just go with skilled positional players. Okay? Yes. In the league, yes. We need to go super flex. You need to get rid of those other positions. <laughs> They're a waste. Because there's no worse feeling in the world to lose a damn Monday night game by a freaking point by acres or I mean whoever the hell the kickers are, you know, and then you lose when you had your skill players that went off. It's BS, so if you're in a league like that, get rid of them. Any league that I run, I always make sure and make it a point to get rid of them.
1: Nice. Oh, that's awesome. I never thought about that.
2: Lance just doesn't like strategy. That's his problem. He doesn't want to sit there and have to think about it. So
3: No, see, it's, it's the opposite, because if you don't have a kicker, it's easy to pick a kicker out of a hat to get points. It's harder to figure out that next flex position, running back, wide receiver, tight end, to get those extra points. That's tougher, my friend.
1: Very true. Very true. You know, I'm a, that's another position. I will stream defenses. I will stream kickers. I'll stream tight ends. I could have negative 10 points one week and have 23 the next week. And then my kicker has two points, two extra points. I mean, I agree with you, Lance. Forget the kickers. What kickers? Kick them out the fantasy football world.
0: <laughs> I agree. I've, I've actually lost the game because uh, we do negative points if they miss. So I've had one where I was up by, like, point whatever matter numbers and then whoops there goes the kicker missing a field goal taking my lead away piece of garbage so uh, yeah kickers if you want advice on kickers uh shoot them yeah just uh yeah get rid of them and uh that, that's my advice but anyways uh like i said man you know what we're here to talk about all fantasy football things if you guys have any questions out there hit us up man shoot us a message facebook twitter we're gonna do this all season long Lance got plenty to talk about. Henry got plenty to talk about. And I know we're going to have plenty of stuff for next week's show. Henry, what do you think we're going to be hitting on many of our topics next week?
2: Yeah, next week we're looking at breaking down our, our rankings. We're going to look at those draft rankings. Uh, we're going to look at ranking top 12 quarterbacks, top 24 running backs, top 36 receivers. We're going to break it down. We're going to have a, a few differences, I think. Um, and then, I, I don't know, I was thinking now we can add in kickers and defenses. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> and see. But uh, it's going to be a good show, man. We're going to have some good rankings and good things to talk about.
0: Oh, no, definitely, man. I'm, I'm, t- I'm 100% looking forward to it. Again, you know, real quick before we get our exit on, we're going to let everybody say goodbye to the folks. Lance, what do you expect from next week's show? What do you got? What do you have in store for these folks out here wanting to know more about fantasy football next week? Um, I think we are going to completely focus on the drafts
3: going on right now. It is that time of the year. Um, so we'll have our rankings out, like Henry said. Um, I've got a couple of things that I can already have in my head that – I think me and Henry are going to defer on, so we'll be able to battle back and forth, but also give you those strategies because there's a zero running back strategy that I've utilized in a couple of leagues that I can talk about. And then, uh, you know, a couple of others that uh, we'll discuss further. So should be fun. I'm, I'm going go to
2: go ahead and put it out there. Lamar Jackson will not finish in the top five next year, this oh. year.
0: Already going in yeah. super hot. Going strong. Lamar Jackson, not a top five quarterback, man. Madden curse maybe. You know what? And it, it, – Imagine Mahomes got hurt. Even though he won the Super Bowl, he did get hurt. Maybe Lamar doesn't recover as fast, but, you know, we'll see. JC, what do you have for the people next week?
1: I have Cam Newton in my top five quarterback rankings. No, I'm kidding. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Lance, Henry, y'all are awesome. Do, you have a, do y'all have a Twitter account, Instagram y'all want to drop on here fast?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. It's at LMO1024. Gotcha. That, that's Lance right there. Make sure you hit him up on Twitter.
0: Henry, what about you?
2: Oh, I got the Instagram at HMS Elite Photography. Oh, hey, talks about photography
0: and fantasy football. Like I said, man. i not, don't forget, myself, JC, Henry, and Lance are not dropping in with us together. We're the Dallas Power Hour. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitter again. We never learned how to use Instagram. Snapchat is very hard to use because I'm dumb. So we're not on there. But again, hit us up, drop your questions, fantasy football. We love it. We want your questions to get at us. We will answer any and everything by message or our next podcast that we drop, all right? So from us to you guys, don't forget we're there because we care. Great show, sure, boys. That's what I'm talking about, man.
1: All right. Good job.